For over 30 years, Lexus has made the driveway a special place. But this year, some new driveway traditions appeared, like birthdays and drive-by graduation parades. Here's to making the driveway the place to celebrate. Deck your driveway at the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. going on gamers welcome to another week of the retro gamers episode 79 larry here and anthony here what's happening ant uh i don't i don't know what's happening with you i got a new mic so this is the first show of testing this out um okay so why why so loud so i got a new mic last week and you had to show me up and get a mic of your own yes and no um yes no yes Yes, it was yes. it was due That's for okay. enough. Thank you. And a lot of people are probably going to hear because I'm still trying to tweak this, so I apologize in advance if you hear a lot of like the booms and the whatevers. Um, but uh, I, I need a new mic anyway. The one I had was just starting to, to crud out on me. I had that one for a long time. Okay. The old, sure. Uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll go with that story. The iRig mic. You will always forever so, be my first podcast mic. So so since since, since you're in a uh, since you're in a place where you want to you know. Try and get something better, you know. When I buy something, this is my um, this is my LA Marathon medal from no, last year. I like that. So, yes. So, um, so if you want to one up me, feel free to do this. Oh, uh, you can quite enjoy that by yourself. I have no problem you having that on your own. I don't care if I was in shape. I don't want to run for nothing. No, that's okay. That, that trust me, that was my first and last marathon. <laughs> um, so says my arthritis. Uh, it's. I got to admit, though, running those marathons do are worth it for those medals. A friend of mine, uh, actually, she lives up in. Uh, I think she lives up in Toronto. Actually, um, she uh, she's always running these these marathons, and it's just like like some of the the way the the medals look. They almost look like better medals than you would get in like like Mario Kart or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and yeah, they're really cool. And to be honest, like I miss running. I mean, that that was the last run I officially did okay. um, because because that was also the run that destroyed my knee. Oh, there you go. Uh, see, so uh, people see it's not worth it sometimes being healthy because you start to break down. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, not being healthy makes you break down in a different way. I'd rather break. I'd rather break down being trying to be healthy than breaking down by you know purposely destroying my innards. You know what? Um, uh, to each their own. <laughs> that is, you know what? That is very true. But uh, no, I miss running. I've been rehabbing my knee now for uh, for a better part of like seven or eight months. So uh, um, I do have a run. I do have a run that I signed up for that's coming up in two weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it is the Pasadena Awesome Eighties Run. That so. sounds <laughs> tremendous. Yeah, so that'll be fun, and it's a small one. It's like three or six miles, depending on which one you want to do. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna give give it a shot and see if I uh, see if I survive. All right, cool. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. I know. I want that awesome '80s medal. <laughs> and uh, let me give a shout out real quick, as I mentioned her uh, Tarap in Toronto with all of her uh, marathons as well, and to everyone, your buddy as well, uh, who's Rich, running marathons. Yep. yep. Yeah, he completed the New York City Marathon last year. Very, very happy and proud of him. And I also will thank him for. Um, it's his fault now that I am getting back into comic book collecting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I barely was able to finish marathons on the power pad, let alone trying to run one in real life. So, Oh, who are you kidding? You never tried a marathon on the power this pad. This is very true. You, get, you, just, you, know, you get on your knees and just kind of slap it. That sounds yes. terrible. But everyone knows what I mean if you've had the power pad. That's right. Just remember, if you have the power pad, to get on your knees and slap it. That's what I try and do. Okay. So, uh, let, let's move on from that, please. So here's what we have uh, today. Um, actually, I have a couple things, actually, uh, this morning. I was up early because uh, I went to bed 
well, uh, just my sleep pattern's been completely off all week. And so I was up real early this morning, so I figured, you know what, let me hop on. Let me do kind of an early morning live stream. This is, we're recording on Saturday the uh, the 10th. Mm-hmm. And so I hopped on, and I played uh, this game that I, I play, started playing a game on. It's an amazing hack of Contra. It's called Contra Revenge of the Red Falcon. I've talked about it before. Uh, just an extremely difficult version of Contra. And uh, as Link is making an appearance here on, on Skype. Link, do you want to say anything? Meow. There you go. <laughs> He's like, how dare you mimic me? He ran away. (laughs) Now we have to pay him royalties. That's right. I have have treats. (laughs) So finally, after all these weeks of talking about it, I finally got my own copy and I played it. Now, before I get into the gameplay, which is up on Facebook... Dot com slash Retro Gamers Podcast will soon be up uh, on my YouTube page uh, until we're able to merge it over to a Retro Gamers page, which we're going to work on soon. You know, yep. a dedicated Retro Gamers uh, YouTube page. Uh, I just want to say this, that, and I love both these companies, and we've talked about them in the past ad nauseum, but there is definitely now, I can tell the difference between a Hyperkin and the Retro bit. Uh, the Hyperkin Retron HD, which plays the NES games. And the uh, retro bit. I was getting it wrong. Uh, super. Re- super re- Trio? Yeah, Super plus. Retro Trio Plus, which plays the NES, SNES, and Genesis. The When I put the game in, and someone commented on it, actually said they liked it that way. But when I put Contra uh, Revenge of the Red Falcon, I used. I had to use the Hyperkin, which I rebought the Hyperkin. And trust me, if anyone knows me, you know apparently I never make small purchases because I bought the system. It broke. Eh, I'll buy it again. So I. I Did you buy the original one off Amazon? Hyperkin? Yeah. Yeah. You should have told them it was broken. They would have replaced it. I know, but I'd already had that other one for so long. Um, Plus, in 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 a fit of rage, I threw it out. So. Of course you did. I had, so I hooked it up, because what happens is, I'm going to do a more in-depth review later, which I'll post a video on Facebook, but but kind of the biggest thing about the Retron that, not Retron, the retro bit that I'm not really crazy about is the system, you can't output in 4-3 ratio. It only outputs in 16-9. Now look, don't get me wrong, on your television, you just set it to 4-3, problem solved. No big deal. Uh, right. But I found, uh, actually, very quickly, the smaller television I use to stream that's closer to my computer, for some reason, doesn't have a 4-3 aspect ratio on it. Like, I can't get it to shrink down. It's very... I mean, it's a cheap television. Purposely, I bought it cheap because it's just using every now and again. Um, so that's why when I streamed Turtles 3, it was stretched out, which bugged okay. me. Um, so I figured I'd buy the Hyperkin because that you can you can output in 16.9 or 4.3. So I did it four three, but the gameplay and the music is definitely slowed down, and I didn't notice it until I played Contra on the Retron. Then on the Retro bit, it was very well, if weird. That, if that's the case, you, you just you just got the new Retro Retron, right? Yeah. Return it. No, no, no. I'm gonna still. I'm still. I'm still to use it because I can use it to to stream. Um, and, you know, I can I can deal with it accordingly if I didn't if I didn't rec- if I didn't realize it. Um, because some of the other, maybe it's also because it was a hack. Could have been a little bit slowed down because of that. It's possible. I would test it more, but like I said, I mean, if it's, if all the games are slowed down and the music is affected and whatnot, then I mean, I honestly don't think it would necessarily be worth it. If anything, you may be better off getting, um, getting a Retron with the AV input. It may not have that problem. And then I won't, well, then it's going to be a hump to stream, but that's, I'll deal with that later. Uh, but in any event, and then when I, when I tested Contra in, in the retro bit, it played like Contra. I was like, whoa, this is a difference. But it was funny because when I was playing it on the, on the Hyperkin, someone actually said, ooh, slowed down music. I like it. <laughs> like like they thought it was part of the hack. <laughs> uh, well, then, you know, well, you know, if that person's listening to our podcast, yes, that was completely intentional. What? <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. Um, so anyway, so I finally played it. You got to see how just difficult the game can be. Uh, this Revenge of the Red Falcon. I mean, the levels are extended. They're longer than normal. I mean, and uh, you know, the, the the outlays of the games are different, of the levels. The villains, the enemies, are just undaunting 
when it comes to how many they are and how many are on the screen um, and how many shooting at the same time? Right, they're daunting. They're yes. not undaunting. No. Undaunting isn't a word. No. Well, it is now. No, 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 no. <laughs> My job is to make words, not you. <laughs> don't take my job away so so, um as i played through the game you know i used i pretty much had to use all the continues Uh, you know i really i got to the third level though i'm very impressed with myself i got to the third level which which on this game is ridiculous but i want to talk about the second level real quick and we all know the second level in contra right yes we're all aware of it it, it, yeah it's the um how do you what do you what do you um it's it's the ah, it's, the vert- it's like a yeah it's a vertical yeah, or a vertical yeah, or forward motion kind of sort of yes so you know you have to hit the targets uh, again just r- unrelentless relentless uh, enemies rel- uh, re- it's relentless all right I guess we yes. just use that un thing um like like there's one part on that level two where there's and you know the enemies who lob the the grenades at you mm-hmm. like seven of them come out at a time <laughs> it's oh wow it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts, uh, and of course the 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 uh, the targets are in different spots than the game we're used to, and then you get to the last part right before the the enemy, you know that uh, that um, kind of transformer looking enemy there, um, mm-hmm. and what happens is you get the three, like first you get and it's a blank wall, You're like what is this? It's a completely okay. blank wall, and then one target just appears, like ah okay I got to get to that target, you destroy that target. Then another one appears. Like, oh, okay. So three of them appear. So you figure, all right, now it's over. I destroy all three and nothing happens. I'm like, what's happening? Then they reappear. You got to go through like oh, eight man. or nine of them. And again, just these enemies are just coming at you nonstop. It was, I enjoyed it. It was really, really cool. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now you just need to beat it. Uh, eventually. Eventually. I got to definitely, that's a game I got to work at slowly but surely. Yes, uh, the same way that I will be working at the um, the Legend of Zelda one that you sent me. Yes, and actually, uh, speaking of which, that went in the mail today. Oh, I guess that means that I should probably mail. I should probably mail your book. <laughs> whenever, whenever. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so check it out. Check out the live stream and check out all the live streams. Anthony's been playing uh, Super Mario sixty four slowly but surely, getting his way to at least to to. Um, beat the story mode i mean he's working his way to 120 stars but um i don't think you've been, yeah. you're not at yeah i don't think you bowser yet right well i uh i cleared uh, my last stream i cleared 50 um, at 53 stars that's right yeah. um and it did it, it did say that it opened another level and i thought the next one you fight bowser three times right yeah yeah so yeah i'm at the part where i can beat bowser and finish story mode oh okay i thought it was at 60 stars okay i thought it was i thought it was at 62 but it opened up at 50 so it just i didn't remember um so yeah no i'm making some good headway and i was actually it was funny because for some odd reason like this week i decided i wanted to try and have a live stream on our on our page every day so um i started on monday i think yeah or sunday yeah i started on monday no sunday and didn't you start sunday with the super bowl no um i didn't get a chance to play on sunday because i actually went to a super bowl party i gave in and i went but maybe oh. <laughs> i played something in the morning i don't exactly remember but um but yeah, so I started playing. Um, I did some Mario. I did a bunch of Mario sixty four this week, which is cool because I'm already up to fifty three stars. But then um, I played some Tecmo Super Bowl, you know, in honor of the Super Bowl, and that was really cool. Cool. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, a good, that was a good play, actually. Uh, oh yeah, the, um, if I remember correctly, my New York Giants um, spanked the uh, the San Francisco Forty Nine ers, which was nice. Uh, and uh, let's see what else. And then. Um, I think that's all I played this week. I think it was that in Mario 64. And then you played something on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I played what did you I played, I played uh, Turtles. Turtles 3. You played Turtles 3, the and then this morning you played. Yeah, so yesterday was actually the only day, uh, or I should say Friday was the only day we did not stream. And it's actually it was actually kind of fun to go on and stream almost every day. Yeah, right? No, that definitely gave us a uh, – it, it, was, it was entertaining. It was fun. And we got a lot of games out there. Uh, and a yeah. lot of hits, and we appreciate everyone who's watching. You know, whenever you see yeah. the live stream, take a couple seconds, hit that share button, let yeah. the world and we know. Appreci- and we also appreciate, you know, interacting with you guys, <laughs> um, So, and that's always cool. Although, you know, for those who do watch my uh, streaming, I do them silently. I don't talk while I play. 
Oh, I've been doing that. I, I've been doing uh, silent. Yeah. Only because, again, I haven't really tested out the mic yet. So. Yeah, and um, I've noticed that when I tried using the mic, there's some kind of – I don't know what goes on, but there's some kind of reverb that I have to figure out. So, um, But I, to be honest with you, I think it's cooler to just, you know, here's the game, watch us playing the game, and we're all good. And the comment section, you know, when I play, Larry, I know you try to jump on the stream so you can deal with the comment section, and I try and do the same when you do it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that works out really nicely. Uh, it does. We got that, uh, that, that teamwork happening, uh, so I guess as, as we should. There is no I in team. No, but there is an M and an E. There is. And let's face it, it's all about M-E. Hey, there you go. I like it. Uh, yeah, your streams, you definitely like that uh, that that silent stream, if you will, again, the no talking. It's almost, uh, you know, it's kind of like... It's kind of like reminiscent. I always call it ASMR gameplay that you like to do. Um, yes. Where just you sit there and you just enjoy the sights and the sound of the game. Not necessarily maybe the the inputter of the game. The commentary, correct. Yes. Uh, and, and this whole ASMR thing, you know, I, I don't even think, I think I mentioned it to you when I first said ASMR. I don't think, you never heard of it before that, right? No, um, ASMR was a completely foreign thing to me. And um, needless to say, when you told me about it, I, you know, I, I was like, no, I, I'm not familiar with this at all. And then when you showed it to me, it kind of rang a bell because I'm like, oh, I go, it's kind of like some of the, some of the things you play, like, in other words, it's like if you have trouble sleeping and you want to play, like, ambient sounds or things like that, which I've definitely done in my life because I don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, case in point, I woke up at 5.30 this morning, and it's Saturday. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my world. But, yeah, yeah, well, it's my everyday. Well, my everyday is four, but anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, the whole ambient sound thing and whatnot, like, it, it's, it's really interesting because of the reaction your, like, your body – has to those things and it's not something you're consciously doing it's you know it's just you know i don't know if it's- check out macy's cyber monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love now 40 to 60 percent off and women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60 percent off and upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from martha stewart collection now 65 percent off Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Instinctual, whatever it is, it's like, but your body just has this natural reaction to certain uh, certain sounds. Um, and yeah, and you had you had introduced me a couple of weeks ago to the idea of um, ASMR with video games, which I had no idea about. Yeah, these you know, I discovered these ASMR videos a couple years ago, uh, and. They could be anything from just noises to visuals, uh, and I've seen everything from pretending to be at a barber shop to buying at a candy store or something. And one of my favorites, one of my favorites to follow, uh, and definitely give her a plug. Uh, she's called ASMR Requests on um, YouTube, and she's done like role plays and 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 some other um, like uh, throwback tingles because these feelings you get they're called tingles like you ever get that feeling in your head like not a pain just like like a tingling feeling when you see something that you like um, and that's what causes this and supposedly nothing's proven but supposedly just makes you I don't know like gives off endorphins or something I don't know but the one video I love that we're actually going to play here in a moment um, is this one where she actually talks about and she actually gives some good history on the Legend of Zelda and we jumped ahead a little bit. Now, this is also a bit of a visual, so we'll put the link up on the Facebook page because definitely check out. It's like a, what, 20-minute, 25-minute video? It's a 43-minute oh, video. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay, so 43-minute video. And not only when you watch it on your own, not only do you listen to it, and it's best to listen to these any ASMR video with headphones. That's the best way to listen to it. But it's also here she's going to talk about, and she's not going to explain it, but she's going to like... She's holding up the gold NES cartridge. We'll play it real quick. Uh, we'll play some of it, and then um, we'll kind of explain it. I don't want to do too much talking because I want you to experience it. So, Ant, you got the thing. Hit play. Okay, I thought she was talking, so we'll talk over it. But basically, and you talk low. This is ASMR. So right now, she has the cartridge in her hand original legend of zelda there she is there was 
Legend of Zelda 2, or Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. That game was not super well received. She's tracing the letters with her, with her finger. For some reason, instead of uh, the top-down perspective. And she's running her hands over the cartridge, her fingers. I'm not sure why it was made a side-scroller, but I think a lot of people didn't love it for that reason. See, that gets me right there, right? The whole tracing. <laughs> yes, it was considered a bit of a fail, but it was also released in a gold cartridge like this one. All right, so um, I didn't want to go too quiet. I didn't realize she didn't do a lot of talking in the beginning. Um, but that's, that's and, and there's a lot more to it. She was tracing with her fingers. She was running her fingers over, like I said, over the over the cartridge, and you heard the noise. That I mean, I used to fall asleep to this. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's like I think that's the purpose. I mean, you know, the tingles that you get. I mean, it's an endorphin rush, but it's also like you know, it's like a very relaxing feeling as well. Like it just like it just like a calming and soothing feeling. Like I said, it's the same way you would listen to like any other type of ambient sounds. But uh, yeah, but I mean. It, I had I don't know what the studies are behind something like this and the fact that you know this person you know th- this person here figured out um you know using like video games uh video games and other things like I see like if you go to her page she's got all these other things like um Pokemon and Star Wars and Nirvana and Legos and, yeah she was uh, doing a uh, as you can see they call it time travel Tuesday one of the things she did was she would just I think like people would vote the week before on what they wanted her to research and talk about. And she would go out and buy something at like a thrift store. She was at like a thrift store one, uh, which is another one of my favorites. And um, and then she would do research. And I mean, for 43 minutes, and I, I don't think she's a gamer, when you go back and listen to it, she does. I mean, she talks a lot about Zelda and the history of Zelda and Miyamoto and and how he came up with it by by doing his own adventures in the backyard or whatever. Yeah, it's no, it's cool. I mean, clearly she's not just doing like yeah, one thing. She's you know, she's doing her research and she's you know, d- you know, and covering it. But you know, she she adds it into the whole ASMR experience with the soft you know with the soft voice and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting, and um, you know, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's listening. It's like just you know, go on go on YouTube and look up ASMR. Um, if you want to look her up, it's ASMR requests. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does some video game stuff. Um, definitely, yeah, but it's 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 really interesting. And yet another another strange, unique way um, to experience retro video games in a way. <laughs> and another one, another fun in the one. real world. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> and if you want to listen to another one, it's um, it's only about uh, a half hour. No, I think it was longer than that. He must have cut it. Um, the angry video game nerd did his own ASMR oh, relaxation. Boy. It's hysterical. He like. Talks like every I don't know, ten fifteen minutes, and uh-huh. you know he just does his. You know we're, we're a bit of a PG show, so I can't repeat too much, but <laughs> just what he says. Some of it is just very. It's just him sitting there, Indian style, with a with a grimace on his face, like you know, as only the angry angry video game nerd can. Uh, <laughs> it's just it was funny to listen to, because especially like when he just starts talking out of nowhere when you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming he does that on purpose. Of course, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, it's all in case. Yeah, just when you get just when you're getting quiet and calm, uh, he you know he wakes you up. <laughs> so, uh, so definitely check out not just game related. Definitely check out a lot of this ASMR. If you always feel kind of either like Anthony said, having trouble going to sleep, or maybe always kind of feeling on edge, or you're all wound up and you want to calm yourself down a little bit, just do a search for these. They have not only these type of videos is ASMR. I watch constantly. I used to watch. It was a – it's the weirdest thing. And, and look, I, I know it may have sounded a little like more than what it is, you know, saying her fingers are running across the cartridge. All it is just her, you know, along the spine to get that clicking sound because of her nails. Um, there's another one I used to watch all the time. Um, it was a cranial nerve exam with Pat LaFontaine from the Islanders. Oh, boy. It's like – it had to have been, I don't know, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. And it's just a doctor just doing his exam on him. It's like a 10-minute video. I just don't know why. It's just it's enthralling to watch. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> well, we we can't we can't explain why we enjoy the things that we enjoy. It's just uh, you know, 
it is what it is. We're all human, and we have we have we have th- we have things that we like. And uh, for us, it's uh, for us, it's retro video games. And apparently, women who run their fingernails along retro video game cartridges. <laughs> That's just one video. How dare you? It's just one video. <laughs> um, but moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, definitely check that out. But sw- uh, switching gears a little bit here as we uh, as we move as we move away from the the fondling of cartridges to the celebration. Don't of make cartridge. it dirty. Okay. Yes. What do we got happening? We have a birthday, don't we? Yeah, we do. We have a very special birthday. Um, it, it, well, it's not a it's not a monumental one. It's almost a monumental one. But we are we are celebrating uh, the nineteenth birthday of the Mario Party series. Nice. Wow. Nineteen years. You know what's even worse than that? It just dawned on me. I've been out of college almost 19 years then holy wow God, that got me and, and you know what's you know what's great interesting to me is that uh, i was still in college 19 years ago so <laughs> <laughs> you can say that i interesting was i even graduated which yes was a major major accomplishment and oh no very close uh, yeah, to not no. happening well yes and and we are we are thankful that you uh graduated and have your degree <laughs> uh, uh, i on the other uh, in 1999 i on the other hand was uh m- on my way to the was it degree number was it one or two? No, it was just number no, one. It had to be number one because I was actually a freshman in ninety nine. Freshman sophomore. Yes. So. Uh, okay. So you didn't finish in ninety nine. No, no. Say. But I'm just saying it's been a while. But uh, Mario Mario Kart Mario uh, Party Party. Yeah, yes. well, Mario Kart. But Mario Party definitely got me through college. You know what I mean? It, it got me through game. You know, with uh, Mario Party got most of us through college. Mario Party got me. You know. It did, yeah. Yeah, Mario Party got me through like my sanity. So <laughs> no, that's what it was. Kind of like these little, like these little parties in the, in the dorm room. Uh, it, it would be Mario Party, um, GoldenEye, and Pokemon Puzzle League. Those were the three big ones. Yeah, and, it, and Mario Party for me was more. It wasn't necessarily more that I, you know, um, I didn't, um, I didn't dorm, so okay. that wasn't a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so Mario Party for me was more of a party game. You know, I played it at home with friends and family. Um, okay. And I remember, I remember specifically because my younger sister at the time, um, she her friends used to come over all the time, and all we did was sit there and play Mario Party nonstop. <laughs> it was just insane. Awesome. Um, and you know, and just the, the concept of it, you know, a, a board game with mini games involved in it. It was just like, it was just so clever. Um, and you know, leave it to Nintendo to come up with something like this. Uh, you know, the same way we talk, we you know, it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about how you know they invented the whole go kart industry in video games with Mario Kart. Well, you know, Mario Party basically introduced and made popular the whole idea of these like a mini game centric game, uh, where it's not about it's not about a big overarching adventure or story. It's just you know playing these you know short games. Um, and being competitive with friends, you know, playing with friends. It was just, you know, it's the, you know, as the title says, it's the ultimate party game. No, anybody really, can pick it up. Anybody can pick it up and play. No, you're exactly right. You know, it's, it's funny. It's, um, the, you say it's, it's a great game to play with friends. It's also a great game to lose friends over because it got very, very competitive at times. It, it definitely did. I mean, I, I think I, I may I, I have uh, I strained more relationships with uh, WWF No Mercy than I did with Mario Party. Um, but uh, yeah, there yeah, were some no, rough Mario evenings. Party. Yeah, oh, there definitely were. Uh, there were some rough evenings and some busted controllers. Um, <laughs> but with the, uh, but with Mario Party, yeah, it was always the uh, yeah. I mean, the competitive nature comes out because you want to win. And there were some games that were just you know. Some of the some of the mini games in there were particularly um, brutal. Like um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was the one where you were, were standing on top of the giant ball, and the object you were all on an island and you oh, were yeah, running on a yeah. ball, and the object was to bump into your opponents and knock them off the island. And I just yeah. remember that one being a blast. Yeah, that one. Uh, that that was a rough one. Uh, I, you know, it's it's weird because there's been so many. What are we up to? Mario Party like. 11 or 12 maybe uh, i don't know that we're we're some, no i think we're at i think well 10 10 numbered but then there was mario party advanced mario party ds as well right there was even and a now there's a board game right and now there's a top 100 yes, mario party I want to talk yeah. about on 3ds where it's for the first time you we have a hundred mini games from across all the uh all the uh, the mario parties uh on 3ds i really i do want to get my hands on that that looks like a fun one 
Yeah, it's just pure. I think, it's just, I think all it is is mini games. That's it. I don't think it's the actual, which board is great game. because I mean that's the whole fun of the um, Mario Party series. Now, granted, the board game, the theme boards that you played on, because it, it basically was a large board game, and then after every round, after everybody went once, you played a mini game. Mm-hmm. But the real fun of it was in the mini games because there was another mode in Mario Party. I don't know if you remember where you could just play the mini games against each other, and you would select like a certain number of mini games, and then you guys just play it. You know, you just played them back to back. I do think um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to playing the board games, and to me, like I always found that more fun too. The board games were cool if you wanted to play a longer version, but it was just to me more fun to play the mini games. It was all about the mini games. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's that is the gameplay. Yeah. Um, and the the other interesting thing about the uh, Mario Party series, at least with some of the um, earlier ones, is um, they're actually incre- you know they're increasing in value pretty quickly. Really? So yeah, like um, Mario Party One, I feel like is the most common one. Like in terms of like they, it was super popular, made a ton of them. But I noticed that Mario Party like two and three on the N sixty four, they go for a good amount of money. Um, like they're, you know, I mean, when I say good amount of money, like they go at least for, um, at least uh, loose. Like if you have the yeah. cartridge only, like I think they go for the price of what you paid for them when they first came out. Really? So like, like like sixty bucks. Wow. Um, well, because I think what happened is um, as the sequels were coming out, next gen systems were starting to come out. We were starting to see the Dreamcast, and then the PlayStation Two was right around the corner. So you know. As a and as we all know, as a as a console comes near the end of its cycle, the games that get released don't sell as well because everybody's moving on to the next console. Exactly. And I feel like by the time they got to Mario Party Three, which was the last one on the N sixty four, people had already moved on, so it wasn't so it didn't sell as well. Um, and because of that, it's it's a rare you know it's a hotter commodity. It's rare you know it's a little it's more rare than other Mario Party games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same with um, I think it's the same with the Mario Party games on GameCube um, because okay. the GameCube wasn't an overall success. Um, if you look at uh, Mario Party on the GameCube, I think um, I think four, five, and six came out on the GameCube. If I'm not mistaken, it may be four, Sounds five, six, right. and seven. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, but uh, they're also they're also a little more costly um, because you know not as many were made and sold. True. So. Um, yeah, so it's so it's interesting, but again, um, Mario Party games were definitely like super fun to play. I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm, I I, uh, I hope that the top 100 comes out on the Switch Virtual Console so that I can play it because I don't have a 3DS and I'm not like I said I'm not big on the really smaller handheld things mm-hmm. games. Although I've been thinking about getting a 2DS just for the hell of it. If you get a 2DS, get the clamshell 2DS because. I finally saw and played for the first time the original 2DS, which was like just mm-hmm. a flat, always open. Those screens are tiny. Okay, yeah, I definitely would want one with the bigger screens. Yeah. And, uh, I have uh, I have work travel coming up, so I will need ah, entertainment. Very good. Um, I will definitely need entertainment, and you know, my Switch will provide some of that. But since I've now completed um, Mario Odyssey all the way to the end, and now that as of three days ago. I have completed every DLC for Breath of the Wild. So that's <laughs> com- that's oh, completely man. done. Wow, yeah, that's all done. All right, cool. Um, uh, now, that, yeah, so like those two games completely done. Um, I need some new stuff. I need some new traveling stuff. So I gotta I gotta look up some stuff and uh, picking up a 2DS and maybe some Mario Party would be a blast. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so yeah, so uh, anybody out there, if you haven't played. A Mario Party game. Grab a few friends. Pick up a copy for whatever system you have. From basically N60. You don't need to be employed to get employee level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPDirect.com. When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. 
You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. 64 are on because there's a Mario Party on those. So pick one up, play it with your friends. You definitely will not regret it. Uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, happy 19th birthday to uh, Mario Party. All right, Larry, uh, it's time for this week's Did You Know? And since we are celebrating the 19th anniversary of Mario Party, I thought we would do a Did You Know for Mario Party. And and this may be something you actually do know, but I don't know if our listeners know this. But um, did you know that in the original Mario Party on N64, there were certain mini uh, mini games that required players to rotate the controller's analog stick? (laughs) So. I don't know if you remember. There was one. There was one challenge where you had to wind up uh, a, a shy guy or a fly guy, mm-hmm. so he can go down the track, and whoever got the farthest won. Yep. And the way that you wound them up was you rotated the analog stick. Well, some players found out that you can actually rotate the analog stick faster by using the palm of your hand instead of the tips of your fingers. <laughs> so much faster. Ooh. Yes, and uh, I, I remember discovering I remember discovering this little gem. Um, but what, what happened when you would do that is you would actually start to cut your skin in the center <laughs> of your palm, which would usually wind up in blisters. I may still have a scar. I don't know. Yes, so... And this um, and and this problem continued in Mario Party Two because in Mario Party Two there were also games where you had to rotate the stick. Oh really? I so thought, oh wow. Yeah. So what happened then was there was a complaint filed by the New York Attorney General's office Figures by uh, right by Attorney General uh, Elliot Spitzer um, about um, parents complaining that children were suffering cuts and punctures and blisters and friction burns (laughs) on their hands from rotating the analog stick with their palms. Um, So Nintendo's response to this was they created gloves that they would give to anybody who purchased Mario Party 1 or 2 so that they wouldn't have to endure the blisters or friction burns that they (laughs) caused. Yes. Now... Moving on to uh, Mario Party, like after the Mario Party 2 um, game came out, they stopped making games that involved you rotating the analog stick Mm -hmm. for a while. Um, There was one minigame in Mario Party 5 where you had to do it, but um, you didn't have to use the palm of your hand for the analog stick. And then eventually, when you got to the later versions of the game, they fixed the analog sticks on their system. So, like on the 3DS and stuff like that, you don't need, you can't use the palm of your hand on analog sticks. So yeah. that problem has now been solved. But way back when, we were talking about physical injuries to children thanks to the <laughs> Mario Party video video games. And that is this week's Did You Know? All right, so uh, we're back here, and I think we have you know off off uh, mic here. We've been kind of going back and forth. What kind of segment this is going to be? Well, it's funny, too, because uh, I'm, I was going back and forth on it as well, because I was trying to find a wacky retro game for this week to do for a mini segment. And I came across a game, and then as I was reading it, because it's listed as one of the most bizarre games ever and craziest game ever, so I was like, oh, it's perfect for a wacky retro. But then as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, no. I was like, there's far too much information that I want to share about this Um <laughs> So I decided it was not going to be a mini-segment. But then I was trying to decide whether this was going to be a retro spotlight or a retro reject. Because the game got decent reviews. Which shocks um, me. Which makes me want it to be a spotlight. But at the same time, listening to the absurdity of this game, um, (laughs) I want to call it a retro reject. So we will let the listeners decide. Um, what, whatever, what if they think? So, and you know, we, you and I can decide whether we think it's a spotlight or a reject. So, anyway, this week's retro spotlight slash reject, <laughs> retro something, goes, yes, retro something, uh, goes to a game called Postal Two. Yes. Now, Postal Two was developed by a company called Running with Scissors. <laughs> And published by Whiptail Interactive, it right. was made for the P- it was made for the PC and Mac, mm-hmm. and released in the U.S. on April thirteenth, two thousand three. Now, um, 
Postal, uh, well, you know, I don't know if it has anything to do with um, maybe when Frank started working at the post office. <laughs> I think maybe the game may be based on him. I'm not 100% sure. It might, it might be based on his real life. So if there's anybody to talk about this game, maybe it would be Frank. But anyway. And uh, I'm going to talk mostly about the gameplay because the gameplay in this game, uh, the gameplay is just absolutely insane. <laughs> so in Postal 2, the player takes on the role of the Postal Dude. That is his name. Postal Dude, he's a tall and thin red-haired man um, with a goatee and sunglasses and a black leather coat. Uh, I'm sorry, leather trench coat. Oh, boy. Um, right? Gotta wear the trench. Yep. Um, and he has a t-shirt with a gray alien's face printed on it. Okay? So, Postal Dude lives in a trailer park in a small town um, in Arizona with his nagging wife, who he identifies in the credits as the bitch. <laughs> that is what she goes by. Oh, man. Okay? And basically, the, the levels in the game are split into day days of the week, starting with Monday and ending on Friday. And what happens is, at the beginning of each day, Postal Dude is given different tasks to accomplish, and they could be... They're, they're seemingly boring things, like get milk or um, confess your sins. Ooh. Like, and the, jo- the object of the game is to finish your task. Mm-hmm. And throughout the week, as you play the game, you can accomplish the tasks in any way you want. Um, you can do it peacefully if you want to, or you can do it as violently and chaotic as you want to. Um, to and if you complete... Most of the ta- uh, basically, if you complete the tasks without fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, basically, you can you can do them without fighting. You can do them with fighting, whatever it is. Uh, and the game's tagline is: "Remember, it's only as violent as you are." That's what the game is. Um, so you have the choice: Do you want to be violent, or do you just want to, you know, be good? <laughs> and I think I think anybody who picks up this game, I think we all know what they want to do. I oh, know what course. I would want to do if you get up this game. <laughs> Okay, so, and then, um, and then the there are there's the absurdity of some of the tasks. Now we talked about simple ones like getting milk. Um, there's one task where it's only activated when the postal dude urinates, in which the player is then tasked with getting treatment for gonorrhea after postal dude discovers he has an infection. Oh no, poor postal dude. Yeah, so um, Postal Dude also can urinate on himself in the game. Ah. I don't know why, but he can. Oh, Um, boy. Okay. So, uh, and as I said, the game is as violent as you make it. As you go through the game, Postal Dude actually has to put up with other characters who are trying to provoke him (laughs) on a regular basis, and you get to decide whether you want to engage with them or not. So he's flipped off by people. He's mugged by people. He's attacked by different protesters. He's harassed in convenience stores. Um, <laughs> during the game, he encounters things from uh, marching bands, the police department, the SWAT team, ATF agents, a murderous toy mascot named Crotchy, <laughs> uh, the National Guard, religious cults, uh, cannibals. So far of everything you've mentioned, the marching bands get on my nerves the most. Okay. Wait, I'm not done. Oh, my God. Um, Al-Qaeda terrorists. Wow. All right. And former child actor Gary Coleman. (laughs) Um, So Gary Coleman, um, for those of you who don't know, he played Arnold on the sitcom Different Strokes back in the late 70s, early 80s. Please tell me he actually voiced something. Well, yeah. No, no. Well, he voiced himself in the game. That's what I meant. Yes. Yes. Oh, so he Gary money. Coleman actually makes a cameo and voices himself in the game. And one of the game's tasks is traveling to a local shopping mall to get Gary Coleman's autograph. <laughs> and then what happens is, right, when you get to the when you get to the autograph signing, you can choose to fight and kill Gary Coleman or you can just have him sign the book. After waiting in a long line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please tell me you actually have to wait in real time. I, I don't know. I, I would. I would. Uh, it doesn't say, but I, I would assume it does. That so would then be it basically, basically sit there, and it depends how pissed off you get on whether or not you want to kill Gary Coleman. <laughs> um, and then uh, just a nice little side note. Now I said Gary Coleman's on was on different strokes, right? But when Postal Dude meets Gary Coleman, 
he actually tells him that he liked he liked his sh- he liked him on the shows What's Happening and The Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> so, just poor Gary Coleman. May he rest in peace. That is amazing. I have to get this game. So, by the end of the week, which is Friday afternoon, that's when you get to the end of the week, right at the end of the game. In the final day of the game, now the apocalypse occurs, and As society, right, and society completely collapse. So, and naturally, what happens when the apocalypse occurs? Cats begin falling out of the sky. Of course. And everybody in town becomes heavily armed, and you engage in random gun battles pretty much in the streets. And then, at, you know, as Postal Dude, what you do is you return home to your trailer, you get into an argument with your wife, because she wants to know why you never picked up the ice cream she sent you out for in the beginning of the game. Listen, a very valid point, I think. And then the game ends with one gunshot being heard and two you roll credits. Really? Wow. <laughs> Postal 2. Holy cow. So, that's the gameplay itself. Now, as you might think, there was a little bit of controversy surrounding this game. Teeny weeny. Teeny weeny. Just that. So, in 2004... The Office of Film and Literature Classification in New Zealand banned the game, (laughs) citing high levels of violent content and animal violence. The game to this day remains banned. Really? Yeah. And possession, distribution, or even buying it for personal use is considered illegal and a criminal offense. Punishable punishable by up to 10 years in prison in New Zealand. Wow. Wow, and some people think we have it tough here. That is nuts. Yeah. Oh, and a fine of fifty thousand dollars, but oh, I think wow. the ten years is—I think the ten years is a bit more severe. I'll pay the fifty grand. Well, that is nuts. Yeah. I thought New Zealand—I didn't think they'd be a, co- a country to do that. Okay. Yeah. No, because they cited it. Um, uh, let's see. It was the second computer game to be banned in New Zealand after Manhunt. Manhunt was another game that was oh, banned wow, in yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. And they banned they, they they cited very clearly. They banned it for gross abhorrent content including urination, high impact violence, animal cruelty, homophobia, ra- racial and ethnic stereotypes, etc. <laughs> etc. Um, it was it was also banned in Australia wow. the, in 2004 because of the absence of an 18 plus rating. Oh. Um, in Sweden, the attorney general took the Swedish distributor of the game to court <laughs> and prosecuted him with illegal depiction of violence, wow. which is a cr- which is a crime falling under the Swedish Freedom of Speech Act. The court, though, dismissed the case in 2006, but it was in court for like two years. That's nuts. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, on. On the heels of this, you'll also be happy to know that Postal 2 became Linux game publishing's fastest selling game in the first month <laughs> and was and was the reason behind the profitability of their company. Wow, really? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Now, now the game doesn't even stop there because because the game actually sold well enough, the uh, the publisher or developer running with scissors released expansions for the game. Oh, really? Like so a UPS buy- and a FedEx expansion? No. Oh. Uh, but you can do you can download Postal 2 Share the Pain, <laughs> which intru- which introduced a multiplayer mode. <laughs> um, Postal 2 Apocalypse Weekend, which had new maps and missions. Oh, cool. Uh, Postal 2 Eternal Damnation, which had a new story mode. Postal 2 Paradise Lost, which introduced a new story mode where you went to go retrieve your dog because your dog goes missing. Aww. And by the way, Paradise Lost came out in 2013. So wow. this thing's been going on for a while. My favorite expansion, though, is called Postal 2 Corkscrew Rules. Uh-oh. And what this expansion is, it's about a man named Corkscrew, a Russian <laughs> man named Corkscrew, who wakes up to find that his penis has somehow been amputated and goes on a mission to find it. <laughs> what does it have to do with Postal? I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway. Um, now, um, but, you know, I know all that glorious information is more than enough for you to handle. But for those of you who don't know, 
the the first postal game because this one is called postal 2 it was an original postal game and not only was there an original game based on the postal series there was also a movie that <laughs> yeah. came out in 2007 adapted by the director uva bowl but he used most of the elements from postal 2 instead of the original postal game so if you if you go watch the movie you'll see a lot of elements from the postal mm-hmm. 2 game including um the crotchy doll the murderous <laughs> crotchy doll the trailer park the convenience store, the terrorists, the cat silencer. Ooh. Um, Gary Coleman, unfortunately, did not appear in the film. Oh. So instead, he was replaced by Vern Troyer from the Austin Powers <laughs> movies. And Vern Troyer played the celebrity that he goes to get the autograph <laughs> oh my with. Oh, God. These, these, these little celebrities need money. Yes. Uh, in 2013, Uber Bowl wanted to do a sequel. Um and he actually put the funding up on Kickstarter. Oh, but the, is, is is that that's the yeah. Kickstarter that he flipped out on? That's the Kickstarter that he flipped out on, and then it was eventually canceled. Yes. So we never got a sequel to the that movie. That was the best because no one, I think, literally no one contributed to the Kickstarter, and then he went on like YouTube and pretty much like, "Hey, to all my fans, go f yourselves." <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And hopefully, since then, he hasn't made a movie oh. because I've yet. All of his movies are terrible. So it's anyway. A, but like, I think he's got like one good one in the name of the king. I think that's like the only halfway decent one he had. Yeah, and even that one I don't think was that great. But no, but I'm saying of his movies. Right. Well, I mean, that would be, yeah, that would be the, the to, Oscar contender of his films. Absolutely. So, so to mention, I've never seen Postal the movie, but by God, I'm fully aware of the opening sequence. The, the, uh, right, right after the opening credits. Yeah. So, so the old, how can I even explain this without people trying to get up, people getting upset? So basically, uh, it, it choose opens your words up, carefully. No, no, it's not even the words. Just it's not. Listen, it's not me. It's Uwe Boll and whoever wrote the story, whoever wrote the uh, the movie. So it opens up in the cockpit of an airplane uh, with two gentlemen talking back and forth. Um, you know, uh, clearly they are of um, uh, Muslim descent. Or no, not descent. Uh, Muslim religion, um, because they're talking about Allah, and uh, and and they're talking about getting the big guy on the phone. Um, and but it's like it's got like little quips of comedy in it, you know, like oh let's get the big guy on the phone, and the other guy's like no, no. Obviously they're talking about Osama bin Laden because mm-hmm. then all of us it's a like a three and a half minute opening. Then all of a sudden, people kick down the cockpit door, bum rush the cockpit, start to take over the controls. And then you cut to a window washer of the World Trade Center cleaning off bird poop. And right behind him is the airplane coming in and coming in hot. And wow. then it, and then you see – and then just the screen explodes and then postal to uh, – postal. So basically the opening was 9-11. Wow. I, I, it's like – Is that the first one or the second one? Well, there's only one 9-11. No, 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 Postal. Oh, uh, no, it's only one movie. It's only one Postal movie. Oh, oh you're talking about the movie. I'm talking about the, about the, oh, no, not the game. No, I'm talking the movie. Oh, God. Okay, that's awful. Hey, well, I mean, and you just see, like, the window washer, like, he's trying to clean some poop, like, all the way up on top. You just see him, like, casually turn around, like, oh, this is going to suck. And then, you know, and then it just, uh, I mean, to even contemplate, especially that close to that. When did the movie come out? 2007, you said? Uh, 2007. 2007. What, six years? I mean, yeah. look, I mean, at any point, but still, I mean, Uwe Boll is a, is a director way beyond his means. But the game itself, look, there's all different types of games out there. You know, we've talked about Custer's Revenge, you know, or as I like to call it, Westward Ho. So it's like, like you play the games you want to play, but Postal 2, whether it's a, a retro reject or a retro spotlight, because the movie's definitely a reject. But let us know on Facebook.com slash RetroGamers how you feel. If you've ever played Postal or Postal 2. And yes, uh, and I will try and get Frank's comments next time we record the better half. If he's ever even played or heard of this game. Oh, I'm sure he's heard of it. I don't know if he's played it. But I think we owe it to ourselves. At least one of us needs to play this game. Oh, absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's available on Steam. Oh, I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it's absolutely would be. Oh, you'd probably find it for cheap online as well anyway. Yeah, but anyway, but Postal 2, definitely, um, you guys let us know. Is it a spotlight? Is it a reject? Um, I like to call it both. Um, but that is this week's Retro Spot Check. Uh, is there any more we can talk about with Postal 2? 
Actually, there is, Larry, because Postal 2 is the topic of this week's Cheat of the Week. Hot dog. All right. What do we got? So for those of you out there who are now going to pick up Postal 2 based on our glorious spotlight slash reject (laughs) of it, and I know uh, I'm one of them. Thanks to us, um, sales are going to go through the roof now for Postal 2. Yes, and then we're going to get, not only are we going to get a Postal 3, but we're, Uber Ball is going to come back with his Kickstarter campaign uh, for, the, for the sequel, for the movie sequel. But anyway, this week's Cheat of the Week. Uh, the following, there, there are a number of codes you can put in for Postal 2 to get, uh, you know, to have special access to things or, you know, to alter the game because it's a PC game. So I picked out three of my favorite codes that you can put in for Postal 2. All right. So if you put in Osama... The code Osama. <laughs> all of the NPC, ca- all of the NPCs, non-playable characters in the game, will become religious fanatics. <laughs> okay, that was that's my first oh, one. Oh man! Sec- the second code you can put in is called Boppin Cats. P o p p i n c a t s. So if you put in this code, when your gun is shooting cats. <laughs> The cats will ricochet. Oh, no. (laughs) So bopping cats. Oh, man. And then, by far, my favorite code for Postal 2, and this will be the first thing I do if I ever pick up this game. If you put in the code, what you talking about? Uh, No. No. If you put in the code, what you talking about? No. All the non-playable characters in the game turn into Gary Cole. No, that is amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) So those are my three favorite codes for Postal 2. There are a lot of other cheat codes online you can look up, and that is this week's Cheat of the Week. All right. Another whirlwind show. We're going to wind this one down. Uh, But we cannot go without mentioning, because coming up this Saturday in Brooklyn... Aviators Retro Gaming Tournament and Expo, Saturday, February 17th, from 11 to 5 at Aviator Sports and Event Center in good old Brooklyn, New York, our home and native yes. land. I am very excited about this. I would be more excited if I was actually attending. That's all right. It's understandable. Look, brother, you're over there on the West Coast. You're in L.A. Completely understandable. Uh, so don't worry. I'll be representing the show very well, and um, also we're gonna have to um, to to cover your spot. We will have a uh, veteran here of the more of the same network, co-host of the Better Half podcast. He's actually been on this show before. Actually, he's sub subbed for you one time as well uh, when you weren't able to to make it. Uh, Frank Messina will be joining me at the Retro Gaming Tournament and Expo, so uh, he'll be with us. As we walk the floor, as I'm sure I'll be buying more games than he will. And of course. And he'll, he'll just be walking around calling everyone nerds, probably. Uh, me, mostly. And uh, when we do the podcast, he'll be on the podcast as well. It will be a live podcast. So tune in. I don't know at what time on Saturday, but the Retro Gamers will be broadcasting live. If we can, we'll somehow try and get Anthony on there. Um, maybe that not. Is the, the, the goal is no, The goal is you will get me on there. That that is your that is your task. I got to figure out how for at least the live stream part of it. Um, definitely get you on the podcast part yes. of it because then you know we'll drop the podcast the following week or at least portion of it. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely get me on the podcast part. If you can't get me on the live stream, I can totally understand that. But basically, you know, if you use your phone to live stream, just put my face up on the computer on Skype. <laughs> oh, like that? And there I am. Oh, okay, we gotta talk a little there, bit more. Uh, and okay. I'll just wait. <laughs> We'll have like that delay, like on, uh, like on the news channels. Like, I'll ask you a question. So, man, what do you think about the expo? And like ten seconds later, you finally answer it. Yeah, that'll be like, well, Larry, I think the expo is really awesome. <laughs> Frank, we sitting there trying to figure out why is it taking him so long to talk. <laughs> so this. Saturday- well, Larry, I don't know why it's taking him so long to talk. <laughs> so check it out this Saturday. Uh, they'll be besides. Buying games, selling games, trading games. There's going to be a lot of vendors there. Yeah, I uh, heard that one of the I heard that one of the tournament um, one of the tournament events that's going to be taking place is a uh, virtual boy kicking tournament. I, is that I, correct? I, you may have uh, you may have had a uh, wrong source there, a, a missource. 
No, 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 no. I heard it very clearly. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be like punting a football, I, I'm, and they're, you're gonna see how far you can get the Virtual Boy across the parking lot. Pretty sure it may not be there. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check though. We'll, well, we'll check. if Aviator is listening to us, I strongly recommend that you introduce this event into your tournament. Um, it's very entertaining, and furthermore, it gets more Virtual Boys off of this planet. Oh, ouch. Ouch. There will be tournaments, though. There will be six tournaments there that day. Uh, NHL 94, NBA Jam, MLB Slugfest, NFL Blitz, WWF No Mercy, and recently just added Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, so check now, those out. Larry, since I'm not going to be there, it is up to you to represent us in WWF No Mercy, and you have to win. I may have to if there's still room. Those are 32-person tournaments. Yeah, I don't care. Enter and win. <laughs> All you have to do is like if if the if the tournament is full, just take somebody out with a steel chair and let take me, his place. Hold on, hold on. It works on TV. Hold on, was No Mercy the one that you every time you hit the analog stick, it was an automatic kickout? Um, no, I think that was WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. It was a cheat. All right. Oh well, we'll, we'll see what happens. You do uh, realize so, you said that not, you said that on, like live on our on yeah, our but, podcast. but you know it, it drops later. Uh, so That's there will be silent auctions as well. Uh, Stanley autographs, Star Wars auction autographs, New York sports memorabilia, and uh, a very cool uh, silent auction. It's a signed Mike Tyson's punch out. It's the game, an NES controller, and like a large screenshot of Tyson, and he, saw, and he signed it. Oh, wow. That's I'm, awesome. Yeah, I may have to enter that one. Um of course, we got how, bro- how broke. How broke are you gonna get? Uh, we'll see what happens today as I'm going to game over, uh, game on for their uh, for their uh, three year anniversary. Oh yes, and you need to let me know if there are any cool sales so that I can also spend money through you. There sure will be. So we we will be represented. The Retro Gamers Podcast, some other table attendees. We'll give them some shout outs. Team One Up them, glossed over Brooklyn Comic Shop, Grandstand Sports and Memorabilia, Kingdom of Benome. I really sorry if I mispronounced that. Nerd Swap sure. NYC Gianni Racantani. Again, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, prize sponsors, actually, some recent friends of ours who've been, um, you know, uh, liking some stuff on the page. Uh, Bit happens; they do a lot of cool stuff with Perler beads as well. Very and cool. um, you know. It's uh, it's not too late. You want to make sure buy your tickets early because the tickets are all going to be five dollars extra at the door. Save yourself some money. You can find the link at our Facebook page, and if you click the link, if you buy the tickets through Eventbrite, and the link will be there. Use code RetroGamersPod or the link from our page because that will automatically give the twenty percent discount off of adult and tournament admission tickets. So it really brings it down. Brings like the adult ticket down to like ten bucks, uh, give or take. So it's really a great, great. Uh, it's a great deal. It is absolutely it's a great, great deal, and um, it shows them that we have some pizzazz to get some people to buy tickets. So that will help out as well. Well, that'll that'll help us <laughs> absolutely. Well, well, you know, you, it, it it helps our listeners by getting a discount. It helps us by you know getting more favors from the <laughs> Um, we at our table will actually have um, we'll have some systems set up. We'll have a game, a uh, uh, television, small television set up. Uh, so if you want to play some games, maybe try out some games you just bought. Uh, you know, swing on by, see what's available. Uh, and of course, if we're recording, which we should be at that point, more than happy to have you on the podcast. Yes, so definitely if you're in the Brooklyn area or you are crazy and want to fly to the Brooklyn area, you know, <laughs> to check this out. Um, you know, go meet Larry and harass him about the Virtual Boy. Uh, Charlie, this means you. <laughs> oh, no. If I see Charlie there. Oh, boy. Yes. Um, Still open well, HDMI and, and, cable. Well, also, you know, also, uh, if, if Charlie does happen to show up, it's it's his job, since I won't be there, to stop you from purchase, purchasing a Virtual Boy. So, <laughs> I got news for you. I think this year, this this expo may be a little light on the pockets, so there, there may not be much of a worry there. Fair enough. Uh, and then uh, a couple of other quick announcements uh, I wanted to make are, uh, one, um, I will be attending WonderCon next month here in Anaheim. Ooh. Uh, so another another uh, nerdtastic uh, convention. Sweet. Uh, so I'll be checking that out. And I, I feel like it's more, it's more comic books and TV movies than it is video games, but I think they cover video games as well. So I'll be checking that out. Um, and I also can say that as... As of Tuesday when this episode drops, the Kickstarter campaign will be over, but I did purchase the NES Maker. Nice. From 
from Kickstarter. Not the full kit, but just the software. So I will be checking that out. And at some point in the future, um, we'll be uh, we'll be reviewing that here on uh, the Retro Gamers. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, yes. Speaking of which as well, if you want to wear, if you want to drink out of, if you want to put your phone into Retro Gamers merchandise, head over to tchip.com, T-E-E-C-H-I-P.com. Do a search for the Retro Gamers. Both Retro Gamers merch and I think the VB Sucks merch will come up at the same time. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, so uh, go please buy the merchandise because uh, it's cool to have, cool to own. Not only that, you're helping us out. Trust me, like I said, we're not making millions off it, but it will certainly help offset the storage fees of the podcast, which can add up. Um, but most importantly, you'll be wearing our stuff. And you know what? You're going to be uh, promoting the show that you love to listen to, your favorite retro gaming podcast. Let's face it. Slowly yeah, climbing what, the charts. What you said. Very, very slowly. <laughs> Climbing the charts. Very, very slowly. But, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's something we both love to do, and we, you know, and we, we're cool with that. Absolutely. Um, and otherwise, I think uh, one more thing I'm going to plug real quick, which should drop, I think it's this Friday coming up. Uh, we actually did a, a nice little spot there on Victims and Villains. So check ah, yes, that out. Did. Their 100th episode. Congratulations. Um, yes, congratulations, so, Josh. Excellent podcast. Definitely we'll, worth listening to. We will on there. I guess that means Josh will be on our 100th episode when we get there. Uh, yeah, let's see if we survive to 100. Listen, we're rapidly approaching. This is 79. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. Let's see if we get to 100. <laughs> I, you know, for all you know, we may implode at 99. Oh, that would be terrible. Can you only imagine? It'd be like Firefly. It just never ends. Yeah, exactly. The 100th episode will be like our funeral. <laughs> it will be, it will just never be. Everyone can speculate. There'll be books written about it and fan fiction and whatnots and everything. Yes. In your mind. Do you know Twilight fan fiction turned into Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes, I'm w- well aware of that. Okay. With that being said, folks, thank you for joining us here with episode 79. Check us out everywhere. And you know where we are, right? Uh, yeah, we are at the uh, www.theretrogamers.com. We are on Instagram at the underscore retrogamers. And we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash retrogamerspodcast. You can listen to us on Amazon Alexa at Spreaker and on um, – what's the other one? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Sorry about that. <laughs> and YouTube as well. We're we're all, we're all over the place, okay? This is just just you can find us pretty easily. Yeah. Um, if not, just just stalk Larry on Facebook. Absolutely, and you can listen to. And here's the weird thing: you can listen to the Retro Gamers on any podcast app you listen to. But for some reason, the better half you can't find them, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Maybe Frank's blocking you. Frank's or very upset about that. Yeah. Uh, well, he should be. Maybe he should go on the Yin and the Yang and protest. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't even get me started on those two shows. All right, folks, with that, we're going to catch you next week right here on The Retro Gamers. You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPDirect.com. When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com.